everyone, welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your weekly dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. This week we have quite a lot of exciting theatre news for you. And then we're carrying on with our musical decade series with some more 80s shows, including Cats, which is, I think, Abby's favourite show, although she would never admit to it. But first, the theatre news. So the first bit of news is that 9 to 5 is going to be coming to the West End from um, the 28th of January next year at the Savoy Theatre. So obviously it's based on the um, 1980 movie, 9 to 5, so it fits nicely in with today's theme um, and features the music of Dolly Parton and Dolly herself is um, kind of presenting this production. And the cast has also been announced. Some big names in here. <laughs> uh, bit like, they're big, but just in the wrong way. Yeah, Louise Redknapp, you know, from... From... The- being the wife of Jamie Redknapp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love Island star Amber Davies. Love Island winner Amber Davies, Abby. Come on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brian Conley. Because mm-hmm. why not? Yep. Why the hell not? And actual West End actress Natalie McQueen. <laughs> I would like just like to say, in Amber Davies' defence, she did go to Erdang. <laughs> she is yeah. trained. I mean, this is her West End debut and I am sure she's only been cast because she is got a bit of the fame with the youth she's got a few million instagram followers might sell a few extra tickets but you know she she has got theater training it's not like they just plucked her off the streets yeah she would be a solid ensemble member exactly she is in a starring role as her first role yeah on the west end casting because they're like their names but i don't think anyone was sat at home thinking i'm not sure about nine to five but I really want to see Louise Redknapp. Well, exactly. Like, compared to the Broadway casting of this, which was Alison Janney, Stephanie J. Block and Megan Hilty, I just Megan. feel like we've been thoroughly shortchanged. We really, really have. I'm very disappointed by this casting, but I would like to be proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to go and see it just so we can potentially bitch about it. We might be blown away. Our Hi. expectations are so low at this point that we might be blown away. That's true. Keep those expectations low, it'll all be okay. (laughs) So yeah, 28th of January, put that in your diary. The next piece of news is very exciting for me as a ZZ Stroud fan because she's going to star as Mary Poppins in a new West End run of the show. Very exciting. So this is going to go into the Prince Edward Theatre from autumn 2019 and it's also going to feature charlie stemp as bert which is really really cute obviously he was in half a sixpence here and has been on broadway in hello dolly and is now coming back to play opposite zz Stralin, which is just such a cute pairing i'm so excited this is really good casting fantastic casting i mean she's not the five casters take uh, note yeah she's not the first Stralin to play the role obviously she's going to be fantastic at it and obviously this does mean that aladdin is going to be closing in the west end in late august next year so you've still got a bit of time to see that if you want to but yeah this is gonna aladdin is going to close to make way for mary poppins which is very exciting i'm very excited about it i never saw mary poppins when it was here previously obviously gavin krill was in it so devastated that i missed it but Yes, very excited to see Zizi Stralin in a lead role, in a lead sort of, in like her show. It's her own show. I'm excited. She is the title character, the titular role. Yes, yes, she is. And another show returning to the West End is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. So this was on from 2013 until 2017 originally, but is now coming back for a limited run at the Piccadilly Theatre from... Um, 29th of November and casting has yet to be announced but 
I feel like this is the sort of show that needs an unknown, so it mm. kind of won't be, and also needs someone incredibly young, obviously. So I, I think any casting will be great. I saw this show back when it was originally on the West End, and it is such an amazing bit of theatre. It's just done so cleverly. The set and the lighting and everything is just kind of impeccable. And so, yeah, if you didn't get to see it last time, you should definitely go to see it this winter. I did not get to see it last time, so I will be going to see it this winter, I think. Definitely should. The last piece of news is some casting news, and it's that Jenna Coleman and Colin Morgan are going to be joining the already announced Sally Field and Bill Pullman in All My Sons at the Old Vic, which is going to open in April next year on the 15th. So, exciting. I really like Jenna Coleman. Colin Morgan is also fine, from what I hear. (laughs) Sally Field is great, so a really strong cast for that production. So now on to the next couple of musicals in our Musical Decade series. So we're midway through the 80s and this week we are starting with Cats. Cats. Go on, Abby. Take it. I will take it away. So Cats is about cats. Um, (laughs) It's just that. That's all it's about. It's based on T.S. Eliot's book of poetry, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, which Andrew Lloyd Webber loved reading as a child. And so he thought, why not just turn it into a musical with zero plot? Has it really got has it really got no plot? It's just a collection of cats singing songs. Yeah, that's all it is. Does it try and have a plot or does it just If you never you 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 have no idea? I literally I know a couple of the songs, I could name most of the characters because, you know, McCavity, the mystery cat. But like I don't know anything that happens. I really have no idea. Like, I know the names and I know some of the songs. That's it. I would say there is absolutely no plot. It's just a series of character studies, kind of. And those characters sort of interact with each other. In a way, I mean, there is a plot in a chorus line. (laughs) Am I going to say that Cats is similar to a chorus line? I wouldn't. (laughs) Maybe I'm going to say that, though. (laughs) Like, the characters interact with each other. They are, there is an evening, I think, uh, yeah, night time. Um, of all these cats living, you know, their lives. I think around Tottenham Court Road. Really? They live around Tottenham Court Road? That's so funny. I think there is a reference in one song to to Tottenham Court Road. Interesting. Or Tottenham Court or something. Maybe I'm wrong. So there's um, expert level knowledge here on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just say it, it might be true. So Andrew Lloyd Webber started putting um, T.S. Eliot's poems to music in 1977 and then brought a really strong creative team on board to help make it into a show so um trevor nunn directed it and julian lynn was brought on board as a choreographer and i think her choreography is what made the show a, such a big success the sort of cat-like movement in all of the choreography and there's a lot of strong kind of ballet elements that made it really visually interesting so yeah, this really strong team came together to create the show and also they were helped by T.S. Eliot's widow who gave Andrew Lloyd Webber some previously unpublished material, in particular some material about Grizabella the Glamour Cat who is probably the character that people most know from Cats because she sings the biggest of the songs, Memory. Which I actually, sort of jumping around a little bit here, I do actually very much enjoy that song. Yeah, I mean... I would say that's definitely the best kind of standalone song. I think I will say that my love for Cats, if I saw Cats now for the first time, 
I don't know how I'd feel about it. Mm. Like, I'm not a big fan of shows without plot, so I probably wouldn't be a massive fan of it. I am a big fan of cats, but you know, the <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Yeah, I think because I never watched it as a child, I think my cat's days are like behind me. Like the possibility of me loving cats, I think that that's gone for me now. I mean, you say that, but my mum, the reason we watched it a lot in the 90s is because my mum went to see this in the 80s when it was originally on the West End. And, you know, she kind of just moved to the UK. She went to see Cats. It was it was one of her first two West End shows, I think. Aww. And she loved it. She was a grown up, you know? She also went to see Evita and had the good taste to realise that that's a piece of shit. Oh, good. Okay, that's good. I thought you were going to say, and she liked that too. And I was like, oh, oh no. well, then we can't trust that opinion. No. Right. She was of the opinion that Cats was pretty much the only good West End show. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said, the only kind of semblance of a plot is that all these cats are gathering, basically, for a, a big evening. Look, I don't know the plot of Cats, and I've watched it about 100 times. <laughs> running yeah obviously they're making the film out of it which is set to start filming this year and be released next year and has we've not mentioned the cast have we has quite a starry cast that have been confirmed we don't know which roles yet but it will involve Ian McKellen James Corden Taylor Swift I think Rihanna was in talks to play one of them but I don't know if that was ever confirmed um the Grace Bella there will be Jennifer Hudson so again slightly younger but again amazing voice like massive great voice mm 
so yeah that'll be we'll see it did run so the west end production ran for 21 years which was the longest running musical at the time the broadway production ran for 18 years again at the time the longest running since been overtaken it is just a massive show which is very impressive for a show with a plot that is so confusing that i'm not quite sure what it is um (laughs) you know to be honest yeah and you've dedicated your life to this show (laughs) and i have watched the vhs a lot so we mentioned that Nicole Scherzinger played the role of Grizabella, and that's because there was also a, a West End revival in 2014 at the London Palladium. What I will say is, as a Big Cats fan from childhood, they did ruin completely the role of Rum Tum Tugger by making him rap. Oh, God. Why? It was, it was so painful. I can imagine. Uh, and also, like, all the cats... Yeah, the cats have, like, accessories and stuff but still very kind of cat-like but they gave him like 90s rapper chains <laughs> it was like andrew lloyd webber had done the costumes for what he thinks a rapper looks like yeah i can imagine that's probably what happened yeah and it was it was not good so i'm just gonna put this out there into the world you know in case andrew was listening or anyone else if slash when you revive cats again please make the rum tum tugger not rap and for the film, like, for the love of God, if he raps in the film... That's going to be committed to, to motion picture history forever. And they'll cast, like, Chance the Rapper, because Andrew Woodwell will be like, that's rapper in the name! Yeah. Do it? Get Post like... Malone in. <laughs> God, can you imagine? I can. With his authentic face tattoos. Yeah, they'll be like, this is it. This is what the youth do. Tattoo their faces. <laughs> yeah, that was that was to me the biggest disappointment of that cat's revival because the rum tum tugger was one of my favorite cats and it just made me very sad that he was so cringeworthy i just kind of think that i'm trying to think at what point android Webber like stopped being relevant mm. but i think it was at some point during the 90s and he should have just stopped trying to be hip and down with the kids mm. oh. i don't disagree that's cats it won the Best Musical, um, Olivier and Tony. Gillian Lynn got an Outstanding Achievement of the Year in a Musical Award for well. Choreography at the Olivier's. It won seven Tonys. So Best Book, Best Score, Betty Buckley got Best Featured Actress for Grizabella, Best Costume, Best Lighting Design, Best Direction. The thing I kind of feel with Cats is I think it's amazing that it works and I think it does work as a show, even though the storyline is like weird and kind of not like not important at all. And, you know, the fact that it's grown people like genuinely acting like cats in skin tight leotards, which again, I'm not sure how they're going to do in the motion picture. Like, are they going to are they going to be in leotards? I mean, I doubt it that a thing or are they going to be like cgi'd to look like cats i don't want i don't oh, who knows but i could see it as a thing that runs for a little bit because people are like oh it's kind of different and weird but like 18 years 21 like it's a very long that's... time and it does um it surprises me it really does yeah, it's done well but like done badly this is like a drama school nightmare yes like, someone's like i know we will all be cats <laughs> yeah here we are cats <laughs> 1981. <laughs> Speaking of Andrew Lloyd Webber, just because he wasn't quite done with writing fucking bizarre stuff during the 80s. Starlight Express. Here we go. Here we go. So when Andrew Lloyd Webber became a father in the late 1970s, he wanted to write a musical based on Thomas the Tank Engine because, I mean, sure, 
trains lend themselves naturally to the stage. Mm. But because the author, um, Reverend W. Audrey of Thomas Tank Engine, refused to let him <laughs> use material, oh, thank God, thank God for Audrey, um, he devised new characters um, based upon a sort of Cinderella-style scenario. So Rusty is an engine and Greaseball and Electra are kind of evil engines and Starlight Express, the titular character, is a fairy godmother sort of figure. And then it sort of, from there, developed into like a roller skating show, also directed by Trevor Nunn, as Cats was, with music by Andrew the Weber and lyrics by Richard Stilgo, who would also help to write um, for Cats. Um, this one was choreographed by Arlene Phillips, who, if you're in the UK, you may know from previous seasons of Strictly Come Dancing, and for many other things, which obviously was a difficult challenge because there's it's all on roller skates. Can I just... I, I just feel like this is... I know very little about Starlight Express, but I do want to give a shout-out to my favourite engine character. Go on, then. The City of Milton Keynes. Oh, just... It's a character... Just everybody, just think about that for a second. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't quite understand what was going through Angela Weber's mind in the nineteen eighties. I really can't. I mean, I think he he was on drugs, right? I mean, probably. I would love to see a full blown like performance of Star- Starlight Express back on the West End. I would see that. Would you? I would because it, I feel like. I can't imagine how it could be anything other than awful. So I need to see it. Look, people love Starlight Express like they love cats. The original London production ran for over 7,000 performances. That's a lot of roller skating. That is nearly 18 years. Even though it got very, very bad reviews. I mean, I'm not surprised, to be honest. What is... Okay, so, like, the plot. I mean, again, is is there one? It's just like Cinderella for trains, right? It's a kid's dream. Is another great thing. They're racing. There's a lot of skating. Then it's fun to watch. I think it's it's just it's rusty and he races. He wants to impress Pearl, who is a very very fancy carriage. I think that's pretty much all that there is. I don't think there's much more to it. You know what? Good for Andrew Lloyd Webber. He really he went there. Yes, he did. If, I don't know if anyone needed to be there, but he went there. He took us there. He took us there anyway. I also, I don't know any songs from Starlight Express. I know Starlight Express. Do I know Light at the End of the Tunnel or do I just feel like I should know that? But no, I am looking at the song list here and they're not, they're not big. I do see there's one called Uncoupled and I hope that Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin sang that to each other. (laughs) Additional songs, whole lot of locomotion. It's, I don't know what to say. I also don't know what to say, so maybe let's just not say any more. I mean, it's just, it it existed, it was very, very 80s, there was a lot of glitter, there were roller skates. It didn't do very well in on Broadway, it only ran for 761 performances. Still. It's still, you know, it's reasonable, and it's had so many tours over the years, it had a four-year run in Las Vegas. There's a permanent show of it in a purpose-built venue in Germany which is called the Starlight Hall. It's been seen by over 15 million people there since it first opened in 1988. So that that is just mental to me. Like, what musical has its own purpose-built permanent venue? In, That's like, incredible. It's very German, though. I can see it appealing to the German audience. Oh, yeah, it's batshit crazy. I will also say that Arlene Phillips kind of hinted, apparently, towards it maybe coming back. 
but as a, quote, totally reinvented version. Yeah, they do. Every time they reopen a version, it's got, like, tweaks and reinventions. Like, your, your favourite, the city of Milton Keynes, sometimes that carriage is called Brexit nowadays when they put on a new performance of it. Of course. Because sure. Why not? Why not? I don't. That's I'm it. I have stuff to say. It's the 80s. That's... The 80s were fucking weird. We've given you cats. We've given you trains. And now we're giving you Impressionist Art. It might not actually be Impressionist Art. I don't know enough about art to say. But we are going to talk about Sunday in the Park with George, which is about art. This is a Sondheim show written in the early 1980s and based on an 1884 painting by Georges Seurat, which Sondheim and James the Pine sort of looked at and were very interested in. And they sort of, between them, sort of were speculating on the possibilities of the characters in the painting. Lapine had sketched out a fictitious version of Surat's life. Sondheim eventually sort of detected what he thought of as musical clues in Surat's art and began to put together what he called sort of like a an audio equivalent of what Surat was trying to do in his colour scheme and in his work. They weren't sure what they were going to do with their ideas. Uh, In July 1983, they presented sort of a one-act work-in-progress version of the musical starring Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters. What a fantastic cast. And, I mean, very up to the day that it opened, Sondheim was still rewriting and writing songs before it opened on Broadway. It's um, musical lyrics by Stephen Sondheim and book by James the Pine, as I said. Um, And it eventually opened on Broadway in 1984. So the plot is about George painting these kind of characters in the park, like super absorbed in his painting, and Dot, his long-suffering mistress, kind of goes off with a baker, leaving him just to himself and his art. So you get not only the story of the painter, but of some of the characters within the painting. The reviews for the show at the time were kind of lukewarm. They weren't kind of super enthusiastic about it. Best reviews suggested that it was a flawed masterpiece, which, to be honest, I would take. A flawed masterpiece is not a bad review. But, yeah, people thought that the score was, like, was just a bit a bit too much from Sondheim. But it still won the 1985 Pulitzer Prize for drama and has been revived multiple times over the years, the most recent Broadway revival starred Jake Gyllenhaal, who has a surprisingly delightful voice. And it's had generally very good cast. Yes, it has. been on. So um, Mandy Patinkin and Bernadette Peters, we said, were in the kind of one-act workshop, but also then originated the roles of George and Dot on Broadway. And the West End roles were originated by Philip Quast and Maria Friedman. I feel like we mentioned Philip Quast every episode i feel like we do as well because i always feel like we we still don't know how to pronounce his name then the show was back in london in the kind of mid-noughties and revived on broadway shortly after that with daniel evans and jenna russell who's another favorite of ours um in those lead roles and then yep jake gyllenhaal as we said with um annalee ashford in yeah. the latest broadway revival so that was just in 2017 and I heard just very good things about Yes, that so production. did I. This week, we're basically talking, a lot of the shows we're talking about this week, we don't know much about, but I would love to see this show. I would so as well. have another West End revival, I would take Jake Gyllenhaal. I would, I would accept that. That's fine, I would, sure. What about songs? Should we say something about songs? We should, probably. What Again, we songs? don't know too much about them. There's Finishing the Hat. There is Sunday, which I think is the finale, which is a very nice song. Apart from that, I don't think any of the songs really had life outside of the show. I feel like Sunday in the Park with George is a weird one because I feel the 
because the name is so iconic yeah but i know very little about the show and i don't think any yeah. of the songs are particularly kind of have much of a life outside the show at all like like i wouldn't have been able to without looking at the song list it would have been hard for me to have thought of even sunday as a song even though that is a song i vaguely know or you know any character names apart from george but the name is so so iconic well it's one for us to do some more research on isn't it independently of this podcast ball bulletin again i don't think think it's done anything do you know what i think we should retire the ball bulletin until we've got actual news yeah and then it'll be sort of a big announcement yes once he does something they hear that familiar jingle that jingle and it's back and he's busy and he's been announced to be in the new show he's gonna be the next rusty in starlight express yeah imagine michael ball on roller skates Oh my god, I would pay so much money to see that. Would love that. And by so much money, I mean a reasonably priced £50 ticket. <laughs> exactly. Any other business? Um, I will say that I went to see Heathers again mm-hmm. this week um, at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. And since we reviewed it, they have added a new song in, um, sort of mid-act two, ah. for Veronica, played by Carrie Hope Fletcher. Mm-hmm. And... Anyone who listened to our review may remember that we criticised the stage show for kind of taking some of Veronica's agency away. Yeah. Uh, she kind of lacks agency that she has in the film. And I will say that this song gives her a hell of a lot more agency. That's good. It's basically a whole song of being like, I'm doing this, this is why I'm doing it, but in a not too obvious way. But I was, I just felt like it was so, the song that was needed there. Yeah. To get her to control her own story again yep so it was a very very good insert i thought i also think it's a good song but it's hard to know when you know the rest of the because since we went to see it i've listened to the cast recording Mm. quite a lot yeah and now that that's the one song that i don't know yeah well so i don't know if i was just like i don't know what this is it's new (laughs) Um, but it seemed like a good song it seemed very good and the show has transferred really well to a bigger stage yes and cast are just as great and i forgot how good carrie hope fletcher and jamie moscato were Mm -hmm. that's a little update to our heathers review i also went to see crazy rich asians yesterday oh i really want to see that very good and people should go see it I have been re-watching Stranger Things season one and two and enjoying it immensely. I'm very excited for season three. I know it's going to be a long wait, but I'm so excited. I think that is it for this week. I think so. Next week, we're going to be doing our extra special Les Mis episode, which I'm very excited about. That is a show that we we both know very well. well. Yes, exactly. Inside and out. Oh, well, there you go. Perform. You can tell us what it's like from the inside. Oh, I mean, magical. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be a very, very good episode, hopefully. <laughs> At least we know what we're talking about next week. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for listening, and see you soon. Bye! Bye.